Hello, 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 and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. I am your producer, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt, and we like to talk about the esoteric, the unexplainable, and especially the misogynistic behavior of men. We talk about the day-to-day misogyny, or we like to talk about the global patriarchy and the dysfunction of it all. In tonight's episode, Mel the Podcaster and I, Edith, will be talking about the perspectives of men and how they apply this perspective to the women they know and say they love. Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast is working on changing the programming of women by having guests who promote emotional intelligence and a hand up out of the patriarchy. For centuries, it has been the idea women are born to make a man happy, to decorate their bodies and pleasure a man in the way he deems appropriate. This is codependency on a woman to complete what is missing in the male partner's life. As Kimberly, I went from relationship to relationship, being, thinking, feeling, and acting the way my partner, male or female, asked me to be. Statements were made to me, if you would just change, or you are too much. If you would just lose weight, and many, many more of those kinds of statements were made to me. Now I'm in the mountains of New Mexico, a geographical cleanse of sorts, and I am the happiest I've been in years. I set boundaries from the beginning when I meet people. No is a complete sentence, and I no longer guilt myself for saying it. I am not transactional anymore. It is all about energy and how I feel when I'm around someone. We all complain from time to time. However, I no longer make people a priority when they claim they are a victim. Then I give them the space to figure it out why instead of being the safety net they claim they need. I meet people where they are and do not judge anyone for the path they choose to take, especially if they choose to take another path which does not have me in it. Thank you for listening to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast and enjoy the show. Hello. Hello, goddess. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm good. I'm rested now. When we talked a few minutes ago, I was like, I was stressed out, but I'm okay now. Deep breath. <laughs> Deep breath. I had to I had to do that this past week. Mm-hmm. Um so 22nd. Uh I have to uh sit for them again. But um, you know, that's gonna be a short trip. So tell me uh tell our listeners mm-hmm. about the show that you're gonna do. Oh, okay. Um I saw on Instagram, I saw a, it was a, a lady that I, I had, had seen her content and, um, she was going to have this, it's the first time she's having like, um, a show, uh, and she was having some people come out and talk and vendors. And I thought, I want to do that. That sounds really cool. So just filled out a real small questionnaire and um, I applied to be one of the speakers. 
And I thought, well, you know, we'll see what happens because you know how that goes. I do. There's, there's a lot of people, right? Exactly. But it's Texas Podcast Gals, which is T-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E-R Gals. So I sent a little, you know, the little questionnaire she had. And then I got a reply. And How it was, exciting! I know. I was like, oh my gosh, I got a little email confirmation and i was like is this is this real and it it was really cool because her name she has a um, instagram her instagram is um vibes by alicia and she has the group called texas pod gals and so i'm a panelist i'm one of four uh, that's going to be going on october um, seventh there in Houston. So that's really cool. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited because I've always wanted to do something like this. And so the panelists, there's, um, crystal profit is going to be there from the profit podcast, Yvette Valdenegro from redesigning your relationships and Laura, by the way, and she has the post narc life podcast. Oh, that is sounds interesting. <laughs> they all sound interesting. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the date please for our listeners? So they know the date is October 7th, 7th. Yeah. What 11 time? to two. The tickets are $25 for uh, general admission, $50 for meeting with one of the panelists, and it will be at the QV Collective, which is 1308 Upland Drive, Houston, Texas, 77043. Well, how exciting. I'm excited for you. I might have to fly in just for that. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have to, like, drive through on that weekend and just make your your way to back to florida on there that would be so awesome to have would that be cool or what yes that would be really nice you wouldn't pick me up at the airport if i drove back to florida and then flew back oh my gosh yes i would but you'd have to fly into hobby because intercontinental is such a trek to get over there oh it is yes but i will go get you okay cool all right okay that's exciting Mm -hmm. i'm excited for you yeah so if you need more details just go to alicia i'm gonna i'm gonna spell it a-l-i-c-i-a-e-l-a-t-a-s-s-i dot com slash pod gals and that'll give you all the information on the event and i will also be putting it in the bio okay the, yeah awesome. all that information i'll put it all on homepage. oh my you God. can find it there yeah i'll send we'll you everything yeah i'll send you all the links so it'll Excellent. be so much fun hopefully uh some of our listeners can come out and and see me see us and introduce themselves it's just for women and that's why i feel you know this is this is everything I work for all the time. I'm always following uh, empowered women. I'm following um, inspired women, inspiring women. And uh, this just, it seems so perfect. Um, 
the way that Alicia has set everything up for there's vendors and there's um, she's going to record a live podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. on that with us there. And so I don't know if there's going to be questions, uh, but it just seems like so ideal for women of today to to either come out or listen to it at a later time. And it's just I, I can't wait. It's good for women, mm-hmm. I think, to have all these podcasts out. Mm-hmm. You grow from hearing other women, from respecting other women, from saying, hey, I want to be like that person or... I want to set goals like that person or it's a hand up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in learning from other people, uh, you can either decide, wait, that person can do it. I've been through similar experiences. Maybe I can help or, you know, it's, it's inspiring in other ways of someone coming out of a situation where they think that they can't. So, there's so many ways that women are inspiring each other. And at first, um, TikTok was the way that this was done for me. Um, and then it just has, I don't know, with Instagram, I just feel that there's an, a whole different set of, of women out there doing uh, something totally different. So it's just amazing. I, I just, I love how women are out there for each other right now non-stop it's non-stop <laughs> exactly and the idea that there is no competition between women right mm-hmm. we're trained by our parents if you've ever been in a had like your parents in a dysfunctional relationship which my parents mm-hmm. did and you know and you watch that dynamic well you for whatever reason mm-hmm. you leave your house and you navigate this world in the exact same way. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't work, but it seems to, you know, like some of us, yes, we grew up in that environment, but we've learned and we have broken out of some of that trauma uh, cycle, some of the, the cycles that we had of, of narcissistic parents or um, psychological abuse or whatever it was. Um, we've broken those cycles and are able to help each other out along the way. But on the way back, I was suffering. (laughs) Couldn't walk. (laughs) It was terrible. My legs were swollen. I could feel the sunburn. Oh, no. The temperature was 106 degrees. Mm. Um, My heart, I, I took out my earbuds. I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. So I slowed down. I didn't even spit. Oh, you were dehydrated. I was. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. did eight miles. Yeah. It was four miles out. And then I was like, dude, I got to go back. Mm-hmm. It'll be four o'clock. I, it it would have been bad because the lat on the way back, the last mile. It was the longest mile. Oh, it was so long. There's this guy, the guy that I ran ahead of, mm-hmm. that I thought I was so great. <laughs> thought I was just the best. Yeah. And I, I looked at him and I said, you know, he was he passed me up. 
And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and he said, what? And I said, I just want to die. <laughs> and he goes, don't do that. <laughs> and then I said, how long till we get where there's people? Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. he said, there's only 10 more minutes. You've got 10 minutes. You can do you this. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was young. No, honey. He was like 42 or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so I get back, get back into the car and I turned on the AC. My thermometer on the car said 106. Oh, no. Yes. I drank my warm piss <laughs> water that was in the two liter whatever yes in that i'm like oh god i just want to so then i drive all the way back the visitor center mm -hmm. i left my car on i put my all these shields up i go inside and i get my i get more water with electrolytes not that gatorade shit i no. got like smart water and then i got a tuna fish sandwich mm-hmm the best tuna fish that we've ever had. It was cold. <laughs> I pay for it. I walk out to my car and I sit there. You would have thought I was out of the movie Castaway, okay? <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> there was some suffering, okay? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I made it out alive, though. That's all that matters. And I Would know you... what to do next time. Start earlier. And people, yeah. please stop bringing your dogs to this place. <laughs> the poor dogs. I'm yeah. not even going to tell you the dog story, okay? Mm. Not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, that's a long ways. And this, and, you know, the beginning of September, it should be cooler, but it's not so hot. Well, yeah. I was driving. Okay, so. I finally got the inside of my car to about 98, I guess 90, or I, I drove away from the desert and my mm -hmm. car was like 98. Okay. And as I was driving to the mountain, the temperature kept dropping. Then it went to 88, then 84, then 82. And once I was in the mountains, it was like 78. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why everybody comes up here. Yeah. To go to the mountains. Mm -hmm. no. It's like the keys for us in yeah. Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out there with the winds and the lower temperatures. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I don't, I don't hike. So, mm, no. <laughs> well, I do it because I, my brother's always telling me, get back to nature. Quit being mm -hmm. around people. Get back to nature. Your brain's <laughs> messed up because you've been around people. Oh, my gosh. No. He tells me that. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like, no, I just want to be with my puppies. <laughs> exactly. Inside. Which, which brings me to the topic today. What's our topic? Well, we've been seeing so much of it. Mm -hmm. Misogynists. All yeah. misogynists. And... And I don't know if I've ever gone over the definition of misogyny on the podcast, but I'd like to, to start there. Okay. Okay. So misogyny is the hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against women or girls. It can also refer to social systems or environments 
where women face hostility and hatred because they're women in a world created by and for men. A historical patriarch write a letter in. And it wasn't to us, but it certainly did hit home. And it was about this woman who went out with her girlfriends. Mind you, she's the only single person in this group. Okay. And she went out with them and they went they were went to a nude beach. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, the freedom. There were women without their tops on. And mm-hmm. she was like, I want to do that. So she took her shirt off. And she laid out and then she heard the whispering. Not oh. from the men. Okay. From her girlfriends. What were they saying? Well, it came to... Um, they, they didn't say anything to her face then when she was actually taking her top off. What When they said something to her was when she, she put her shirt on and they were walking back to the car. And they said... Don't you understand or don't you understand the etiquette when you're with women and their husbands, you don't take off your shirt. Oh, is is that an unwritten rule? (laughs) Right. How about don't have a single friend because maybe just maybe they're living a different life than you, maybe a more true life. And so. But did those women take off their tops too? No. Oh, okay. But they went to a nude beach. Yes. Did they go just to look? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. 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 That's that's a violation in and of itself. You don't go to yeah. a nude beach and not take off your shirt. No, and you have to. At people. Yeah, I I can relate a little to that because I have a friend who is married. And there is a nude campsite and she invited me and my husband to attend her birthday party, which was going to be at this campsite, which nudity is mandatory. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's mandatory. I know she has this freedom, physical freedom that she feels because um, we used to attend, well, she, we used to both teach at this yoga studio and, you know, when she would, you know, finish her class, she would go in, shower, come out, she's talking and I'm like, mm, girl, put your towel on because I don't know. That's, I, when, well, I, when I'm a, I stare at junk. Okay. If you're going to stand there naked, I'm going to eyeball your boobs and see, your junk. And <laughs> I, I, to me. If you're nude and I'm not, I'm going to look up at your hairline at the top of your head and talk to good like that. That part of your face because I'm like my peripheral vision, I could still see everything else. And so, but she didn't care. So I knew how she felt this freedom. Right. So when when she invited us to this to this campsite, I knew I couldn't go. I would have a crick in my neck from having to look up the entire day. 
<laughs> but at least you know that about yourself. Yeah, I'm not, I, and I don't know if I could have walked around nude the entire day. I, I don't know. I don't know that about myself. I, I, but I'm you not... wouldn't criticize another human being for doing something that made no, them feel good. Abs- no, absolutely not. But if I could walk around like maybe in a gauze um, muumu, hey, I think that one. would be awesome. I could, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. But um, that was not an option. So, but no, if I could go and, and, and be a little bit nude, almost nude, I would, I would have gone. But I'm not going to criticize anyone. I didn't criticize her for, you know, getting out of the shower and just talking there in the nude to everybody who was in there. I was, I, I didn't tell her anything. I didn't feel um, that she should cover up. But I, I know myself, uh, I, I don't know. If I looked at something, I, I don't know how long I would look. Uh, that's just me. I don't know yet. It's that training, though, isn't it? Yes. It's that training from when yeah. we're we're really little that don't we look. should be ashamed. <laughs> yes, you yeah. should be ashamed of yourself. Sin vergüenza. That's the word in Spanish. You know, mm-hmm. walk around without shame. But even as, um, like today, today I went to Savers. Savers is the thrift store that I love to go to here in Scottsdale because on Mondays everything's 50% off and the line was was long but I didn't care and I saw a group of it was two young young women and their mother and they were at the self-checkout okay so I went to Savers and there was the there was a at self-checkout it was two young women and their mom and one of the girls you know she was a like an older teen had on cutoffs and of course, she's the one that's getting into the basket. So she's bending and up. And I saw in one of those, I, I just, I looked away because, you know, that's her thing to wear shorts. And I was looking ahead of me in the line and I saw a group of older men who were just gawking at them. I was like, oh my God. And they, they were just standing there like they wouldn't move in the line. We were all looking at them like dudes. Um, move up, shut up, anything, you know, just stop. But no one said anything to them and, and they didn't dare look past the line they, they, you know, to, to see that we were looking at them like guys, old men, anything. They just, they're going to act how they're going to act. And it was, it was awful. And we were all just, we weren't shocked at, at their behavior, but I guess not surprised, but come on guys, at least, you know, look away. <laughs> Something. Like well, yeah. that would show some kind of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And yeah. that was the reason why I brought up the whole misogyny definition mm-hmm. is that we're not taught pointed out or to even know what it looks like. So when a man behaved that way, when, when I was young, or even now, if I go to the gym, and I, I try not to wear anything that implies look at me. I want Mm -hmm. your attention, which is a shame because you see young women feeling free and wanting to feel beautiful and all those things are lovely, Mm -hmm. but I'm jaded. I agree. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm jaded. I want to look nasty. <laughs> Seriously. But yes, I, I you know, I, I don't like I would not have told those girls anything. They didn't there was nothing wrong with what they were wearing. Right. But I just oh these people that are, you know, and what I really appreciated was um there were two there were women behind me and we were all ethnicities around in this line that we were in a long line for a long time, but no one around me was judgmental towards the girls. If anything, it was like protective. They were more protective. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then these guys were like, they didn't even look our direction because they knew they could feel the swords, the, you the know, the daggers, daggers coming yes. out, out of our, you know, but nope, 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 nope. No, That's the way you. I feel too. When I'm out, I I I watch out for young ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I just yeah. you got to anymore. Yeah. Keep an eye out just for everybody. And you know, I do that for elderly folks, young men, even mm-hmm. elderly men. But misogyny, you just you see it. Yeah. It's such it's a disdain. It's a disrespect. It's like you owe me mm-hmm. something. And yeah, like it's there. I'm going to look. And it's like, no, no, you don't have. That's how they, they act entitled, sad. And they them. don't understand it's stealing. Mm-hmm. When you look at a young woman and you have. And what I, I, I like, they were young women. They were with their mother. And I don't know. I just feel like. I am glad to see that women are are out there. I, I don't know. I guess the groups, I, I love the camaraderie that mm-hmm. daughters have with their mothers and you're able to shop. I saw a lot of groups of of women um, out there. there and I I look at the, the, what is it? The what makes up a group? You know, it was the mom and the daughters. It was um, this other group. It was so funny. It was it was Chicanas, and it, we were on in the lingerie pajama aisle. I and love it. There was one girl. I didn't look over too much because I was just enjoying the sound, and she, there was so much laughter. There was one person, and it was there was a little girl there, and she was calling her Thea, so that was her aunt, and. And then the mom and the grandma. So, so the different was, generational aspects. Yes, of the, it was yeah. the, the coolest. They were laughing at some of the lingerie, what was written on the pajamas. And and I loved it. I loved, you know, just being in that one aisle. And I didn't rush them. We, we were there baskets full of, you know, things. And we couldn't push our way out. But I I wasn't pushing or rushing them out, but just listening to them, it was it was it was fun. It was fun to be there for that, and fun. Um, one thing I did not enjoy, I was on the skirt aisle, and I heard this lady just talking and talking about her surgery and what she's done, and and she was just talking. I thought, who is she talking to? Because I didn't hear a rapport. I just right. heard her on and on. And there was a, a young, I'm going to say in her 20s, a young girl. And she's looking through the through, through this aisle and this woman just talking and talking. And then I finally heard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I got to go now. 
And then she's like, okay, I'll see you later. And, and so she goes to her mom and then I ended up on that aisle and I wanted to tell her, you don't have to stay and be nice. You know, you can walk away, but she was being nice to her as in, you know, letting her talk. But really this, this older woman was just, just going on and on about her surgeries, you know? No, it was well, like, it's not really positive. And when you hold no. someone ransom like that, yes, I, I remember yes. those days where I would just stand there and listen to someone and they would be so tox- toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because my mom didn't teach me who was toxic and who wasn't, I just would talk to anybody. Right. Yeah. And you could tell this girl was like, she was looking through this because she threw this rack because she probably needed a skirt. But this lady, yes, she had her hostage. And and she when I saw her in the other aisle, she was with her older sister and their mom. So um, I'm glad she got away. But, I, you know, it wasn't my place to go tell her, you don't have to stay and listen to it and then later on of course I'm in the jackets aisle and here comes the old lady and Mm. she had her basket this is what she I saw what she was doing she has her basket in the middle of the aisle and then she expects you to say excuse me or something to talk to her to help her move her uh, basket out of the way. Oh, she was the old bait and switch, was it? Yes, she was doing that. She wanted you to talk to her. She wanted to see who would talk to her. So It's funny what you pick up on. I saw her. And then she was in my way. I needed to pass. And so she's like, oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Is my basket in your way? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, I looked at her in the eye, like, just move your basket, that kind of look. And so she did. She moved her basket and I just passed by. I was like, I'm not, I'm not falling for this because I already know I'm not, I don't have time to be talking to her. I don't have and time I, for mu- much of that shit anymore. No. And I already had heard all her stories. So no. <laughs> So I just passed by her and I kept going and she just continued looking at the jackets and I was on the other side looking at my jackets, but yeah, I was like, no, it was so much, there were so many people, so many dynamics going on. I showed up, they open at nine and it's what Labor Day Savers and they open at nine. I got there at eight forty-five. I was eating my, my Dunkin' Donuts breakfast, drinking my coffee and there was a line and it went around one side of the store there was a line to get in before nine o'clock but I, it, it because everything's half price everyone's there looking for whatever they hid yesterday with furniture the vampires or, are all standing at the door yes they were there and i thought i am not gonna wait in line when it's nine o'clock actually nine o'clock i'll walk to the door and i'll walk in behind the last person and that's what i did I, I was, you know, I, I had already been there on Saturday. I had already pre-seen everything. I had bought some things that you I thought. You did your fight already. Mm-hmm. I didn't hide anything, but um, I bought what I had remembered that I had thought, mm, maybe this will be here. And yes, yeah, some of the stuff was still there. 
plotting and planning. Yes. <laughs> so I, okay. So um, the next thing is how do I identify misogyny, harassment, and sexual harassment? Mm. And um, so right here, what is the behavior of a misogynist? And I, I think women don't get it, but objectifying a woman, you know, I, I never thought of it as being a bad thing. Objectifying a woman, belittling women or girls in conversation, using sexist nicknames or using derogatory remarks, seeking to control a woman's behavior and using intimidating or humiliating behavior to destroy a woman's self-confidence and undermine her. But how can somebody pick that out? Like when you're hanging out with somebody and you like them, how do you know? Well, it shouldn't be a joke though. I, I've, I've seen that where, you know, you're feeling all in yourself like, woo, I look, I'm at, you know, I'm at my 10, I, I'm feeling great. And then someone makes a joke about, your lipstick or your hair or any little thing or your shirt being yeah. too low cut or yes yes or the way you're walking or just but because it's them they're the ones with the problem but they want to use any tactic to make you feel to come down from how your self-esteem is just at you know it's at its perfection and they just want to tear you down and then they are like oh why are you so angry uh or it was just a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those kinds of I think of I've even used the it's just a joke thing. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, I, I think keeping my opinion to myself has served me so well mm -hmm. in regards yeah. to another human being. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. um, oh, did you see her? Did you see her shorts and how they were just cut right above her <laughs> ass cheeks? Did you see that? Yeah. I don't yeah. do that. Well, you know, my yeah. grandmother, I was a, and my cousin would come spend summers. And she, you know, this was in the 70s. So she had the Daisy Duke shorts, the cutoff shorts. And my cousin wore these. And they were like, you know, all threads at the end. And yes, part of her book but cheeks would show. So my grandmother did not like this. So she cut them in the crotch with her scissors. No, she cut them. And my cousin was so angry. You know, she was like, she couldn't believe that my grandmother would do this. And I was angry at my grandmother for, um, for doing that. And she asked her, you know, did you cut my shorts? And she's just, she didn't even answer her. And so my cousin found some fabric, got on my grandmother's sewing machine, and she reinforced and sewed her shorts back together. They're on my grandmother's sewing machine, and she put them on. Oh, wow. I, yeah, my grandmother went to work. So she, and by the time she came back, my cousin was wearing her shorts, and my grandmother was like livid. Was she mad? Yeah, she was so mad because she thought she had solved this. You know, it was like a slap in the face to to see my cousin wearing her shorts again. Um, but yeah, and and she knew that if she did it again, my cousin would just sew them up again. 
But after that, my cousin slept with her shorts under the pillow, protected her shorts. <laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got. So I think we all could say that, like some of my clothing choices, mm-hmm. people don't like my clothing choices. I, you know, I wear a lot of kids t-shirts mm-hmm. really where the wild things are or marvel or yeah. star wars but if i'm just walking around the house or going to the store or doing things like that i don't want women criticizing other women is is misogyny yes yeah i think it is and we shouldn't i mean there's days we wear makeup there's days we don't so what there's days that we wear a ponytail and there's days our hair looks like, woo, you know, explosive. Right, exactly. So, yeah, we are. And, and there's no need to criticize anyone for what their comfort level is on that day. Oh, like, um, oh, it's really daring of you to go out like that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I've heard that. And, and I've heard it towards me as I'm standing there wearing I was what was I wearing I was wearing um and this was years 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 ago I was at a Lomans Lomans was high-end clothing and um I used to shop there with my friend Alicia and I was looking at the clearance rack but then I I had wanted to buy a really nice dress for an event and so two women were there and they were like oh my gosh I can't believe people are still wearing this type of jean. And it was like, that's exactly what I was wearing. And they, yeah, they were criticizing my jeans, like right there next to me talking about what? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was in my 20s at that time. So it, it did bother me. And then recently I was at a, I was shopping and I, I wear, you know what I wear? I wear um, the, the tops, the yoga tops, the straps, just straps at the top. And, and I, that's what I'm wearing because I have probably just worked out and I, I'm shopping. And, and I heard these two women, oh my gosh, I could never wear spaghetti straps like that with these arms of mine. You know, people over 50 shouldn't wear that. And I was like, oh my God, they're talking about me. And I looked at them like, you know, I gave them this nod like, yeah, what's up? And I walked away. But it reminded me of the Lomans experience and how I don't care anymore. Where when I was in my 20s. Right. Oh, my gosh. It really bothered me. And here it is. You know, I'm in I'm I'll be 57. And here I am. I was 56 when this happened. And it it I I wanted to laugh at these women for acting this way and they were my age if not older acting like this judging me i believe that women who get that old and are continuing on that behavior Mm -hmm. never surrounded themselves with the kind of people that would have helped you and this whole podcast and our listeners Mm -hmm. and just the experience i've had in life have given me a hand up Right. Because they stayed stuck in the mean girl world. They stayed there. They've always been the mean girls. They continue to be the mean girls. 
and they will go into the nursing home or whatever environment they're going to go into and still be the mean girl. Like their male counterparts, female mm-hmm. misogynists are yes. driven by either hate mm-hmm. for women who stray from the feminine ideal or contempt for women in general on account of their alleged inherent filthy nature. For instance, their association with bodily stuff, manipulativeness. The mm-hmm. female misogynists who are most salient in America today fall into four categories. The Puritan, the self-hater, the self-contemner, and the she-devil. Mm. Yeah, and this is all from the Alpha Female's Guide to uh, Men in Marriage. So these four women, these four types, I'm yeah. wondering, uh, are they married to a misogynist? Or Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's all they've been around They're their married whole to... lives. That's yep. it. So that's what they've they've learned to adapt to, not to uh, grow out of. Exactly. Wow. And then the the misogynist in their life perpetuates the fear, which is was the situation. Um, Self contempt is one. Just is. Uh, just as what we refer to as self-loathing, it materializes when your conscience is cast in the role of the contemner and your emotions play the role of the contempt who is made to feel low and appalling. Mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler allegedly struggled with self-contempt on account of shame he felt about his Jewish roots. Oh my gosh. You see how deep this shit it, goes? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And then here we are just walking around being ourselves, you know, right out of Pilates, walking into a store, looking at yoga tops to be uh, felt, tried to, they tried to make me feel a certain way, but they didn't succeed because I have already evolved out of all of that bullshit. Isn't that great? It took 30 years, but hey, I Uh did it. (laughs) It took me a while too. It took me a while too. I I got programmed that way by Mm -hmm. what I surrounded myself with. I was surrounding myself with people who would mirror back self-hatred to me. Yeah. Now, I only surround myself with people, you know, who love themselves, who are off doing their thing, who Mm -hmm. don't feel guilty about not calling because you shouldn't feel guilty about anything. Right. And who are living their best lives and you're happy for them. Right. Yeah. So the misogyny is, is, is the patriarchy and the programming to women is hate all women hate yourself mm-hmm. um hate everything around you so you can stay stuck am i correct it seems that way yeah because at, when i was at lomans and that was happening i told my friend about it she's from mex she was from mexico and she laughed at their behavior but she told me stay with me and so she was from mexico i'm a chicana these women were not they were they were two white women uh older women and i feel that the misogyny had you know 
also had a lot to do with not just us being women. It had to do that we were non-white. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yes. But they, that's still the misogyny. Yeah, exactly. It? Exactly. Old ass yeah. white men going yep. around dictating. Look, that's why I don't watch television. Yes. A lot. Because it's... the programming, especially if you watch the news, is it's not positive. Mm-mm. You're not going to hear about all the unwanted children getting adopted no. or all the dogs and cats that needed adopting or how all the elderly have food or how your taxes are benefiting you in this world. <laughs> You're not yeah. hearing no, any of that. No, it's, it's everything gonna... to scare you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And as a nurse, I would watch my patients their hair would fall out. They wouldn't be able to get up from bed, prescribe more medication. Their pain Mm -hmm. would go up. That's a lot. It's a lot for, yeah. From the negativity, from Mm -hmm. the media. So how do you think, I mean, one of the ways we're helping is doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. bringing knowledge to people and they're bringing knowledge to us and then we're sharing that knowledge just live it and not allow any of that behavior to affect us negatively because I you know at I'm not it wasn't a year ago but when when that happened with the spaghetti straps and those two women um I was able to just come out of it laughing and talk about it and not be scarred by it. Maybe reflect on where we are now and seeing how behaviors affect us now in comparison to that, maybe that same behavior, you know, in the uggos 10 years ago, 10, 20, whatever it was. Right. Because um, we have maybe evolved a little bit, but maybe with that reflection, we could see how far we need to go to be more comfortable in who we are and not allowing any of that negativity to infiltrate our being anymore. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we need to be the women out there. We need to be the inspired women, inspiring women to inspire. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we cannot be out there um, tearing women down or shaming women or making them feel any sort of negative way. It all has to be, we have to be cheerleaders for each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for me, the way I'm helping is that I, I came out. Yeah. You know, misogyny mm-hmm. would have me believe that I need to stay stuck in the feminine. Or and... that I need to describe myself with pronouns mm-hmm. or that because I have breasts, I have to identify a certain way. Yeah. And no, no, I know how I identify myself deep down inside and no one can take that from me. And yeah. I don't care who doesn't want to use my pronouns. That's on you, honey. Mm-hmm. That doesn't affect me. But um, that's. That's one way I broke free. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I have in my brother-in-law's wife's family, which we're very close to them. We have uh, trans 
uh, and she has come out and she's given us her name and, and um, I've respected that. And, and I've seen her at weddings and, and we talk and, and it's, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun. It's fun. But it's funny because my sister-in-law, she's like, um, she, she'll, we went shopping and she's like, oh, I bought this for so-and-so for Christmas. And he loved, I'm like, she, and in it, I remember my daughter doing this to me mm-hmm. a few years ago because I had not evolved. And so now I was helping. <laughs> Isn't that awesome though? And, yeah, like... because my my daughter had to bring me to the light. <laughs> bring you Be- to the light. Yeah, because right. I was I was not there. And and I still I still slip. Yes, I do. But I did help um my sister-in-law with her niece now. And then my my son, I talked to him. It was the same because I'm going to a bridal shower and my son was saying, Oh, so-and-so is going to be there. And I said, yeah, I'm going to get to see her. And he looked at me like, mom, I'm like, yeah, we have to respect because changes have been made. And he's like, yes, yeah, you do. And so he's still, you know, he's, he's very conservative. So, but he's, he's, you know, he's like us. Yeah. He's our <laughs> beliefs changed. Yes. Look, my beliefs, I, I went from my mom telling me to vote Republican and I voted that way for several years until I met my now, you know, my, he's now my ex-husband, mm-hmm. but you know, he said, well, why are you voting that way? Cause it's against everything you believe in. Mm-hmm. He was the first person to (laughs) shake me and wake me up. He had his value, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was a misogynist. But still, yeah, you know, even those people are unwoke. They're woke in parts and then unwoke in other parts. And and the goal is to bring the yin and the yang together and find centeredness in your being. Yeah, and that's going to take forever, but it one step at a time mm-hmm. yeah yeah and have your snacks ready and available <laughs> take your snacks and bring some water <laughs> exactly and get misogyny's butt cream the first 100 customers gets a free tube of feminism salve salve oh yeah I wish that shit worked. I wish you could. Oh my gosh, yes. Put the cream on your misogynist's ass and (laughs) have him just transform into this beautiful cured bean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So funny. It's all about love at the end of the day. It is. It is. I totally agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Misogynist is an unloved individual who will never get what he thinks he desires most in life yeah and the good thing is um like on tiktok you know we we bring those to light and then like there's a post that that um you know the woman talking about the corpse and the pie and the you know and and we had um tim come on who is a Oh my gosh, he's such a supporter of uh, the Kitty and Mel show, and and he's um, 
so positive. And he's the only male that came on to the comment section and said, um, I can guarantee you I'm not like that. And so I did have to do a um, little research, a little retouching of that because he is an amazing person. And I went to his live last night just to, to come on and say, Hey, and, and so we did talk a little bit about that. And, and, um, so it was, it was part of the conversation, but yeah. And I will say it, it's, it's not all men, but it makes it hard for women out there who are in relationships with, um, a non evolved man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's because they just believe in their heart of hearts that they're unlovable yeah. or they won't get what they most desire in this world. And it might be disturbing mm-hmm. what they want and they just have no voice and they can't speak about it. Yeah. So, and believe it or not, 8%, 86% are, are women that listen to our podcast. And then the, uh, the rest are gender neutral, mm-hmm. gay, lesbian, bi, and then the little percentage of men that are out there listening. They're to out there. Podcast. They're still in there. Yes, because they're even, still there. Exactly, because I'm on a past level fifty. I have a percentage of small percentage of males, but then I have a, a higher percentage of um, it's non-binary. Isn't it great? It is great. It is great. And then what scares me is there's a little percentage, zero to 17. And it's like, who's out there? Who, which, what minors are out there listening to this? I know. <laughs> I know. Scary, and but... I, we try to keep it pretty clean. Right. Yeah. You won't feel unloved because right. you understand that when somebody treats you like shit or talks down to you, a mother or a father, mm-hmm. then you can deflect it. You don't have to absorb it. No, because once you know, once you know better, you won't, you won't be that way anymore. You just do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to do better. Mm-hmm. So peace out and word to your mom. All righty. Bye. Bye. I understand if I quit resisting the thing, then I suffer less. I understand the real meaning of love is to accept the unacceptable and to resist the irresistible. When I do not trust another person to be true to themselves, I am really not accepting myself. Preserving my peace means to move away from energy which does not serve me. I understand I see in others the things I see in myself. I mind my business and stay in my lane. I want to love others the same way I love myself. I understand how to have compassion for myself and compassion for others.